Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 146, and we've actually got a win to speak about, and a comfortable one at that, because Hearts travelled to Fur Park and took all three points back with them. As ever, I am Dan McIver, and talking about that and a whole lot more, I'm joined by Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you? I'm good, mate. It's nice to uh, nice to come on to an episode of the Victory to talk about. That's uh, that's not happened all that frequently. Um, so yeah, actually, actually looking forward to this one because uh, it's nice to just sort of I don't know focus on hearts and just forget about everything else in life as I tend to do. So yeah, I'm I'm a busy boy at the minute. So let's just talk about hearts and hearts only. How are you? Yeah, doing good, doing good because hearts are doing good. So you know that it's just good. That as a baseline. It's like, right, we're doing fine. And yeah, as we said, not only did we get a win, but it was also a very dominant, very well-deserved and earned Yeah, very, very uncharacteristic of both this football club and the (laughs) podcast that will be, you know, just overjoyed at the thought of of hearts at the weekend. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. Your your mood and hearts results tend to go hand in hand, so enter this in pretty good fettle, actually. Yeah, good, I'm glad. But, obviously, before we speak about that, we have to speak about the other games that happened in the league. And there was actually some midweek games. Obviously, we recorded after the Motherwell game, so we knew that. But, as we were recording, there was a a small matter of the third best team in the country playing our direct rivals, as Hibs went, as Hibs seem to do right now, comfortably go ahead, get paid back, then late on get a winner... But no, with the last kick of the game, St Mirren managed to rescue a point at home against Hibs 2-all. And then, obviously, we move into the weekend's game. St Johnston get a massive victory under new manager Craig Levine to go to 10th in the table. What a wild sentence that is in 2023, isn't it? That is a wild, wild sentence. Absolutely amazing as Malky Mackay's men just continue to plummet through the table uh, and then obviously we have our game Hibs managed to get over that midweek bump by defeating Kilmarnock 1-0 at Easter Road then the shock of the week absolutely was St Mirren travelling to Dens Park and Dundee handily scudding them 4-0 at home a result I don't think anybody saw coming at all and then on the Sunday both old firm uh, teams played the not as important or talked about game was Rangers winning 2-0 Livingston although decisions was very much the <laughs> point of call in that kind of analysis but then at Parkhead later in the afternoon there was the small matter of Aberdeen being 3-0 down in the 89th minute and the game finishing 6-0 to Celtic so a whole lot of stuff happened what did you make of the other fixtures this week? Well where do I begin with all that? Um, St Mirren Hibs Hibs have got a knack of getting a result in Paisley and it's really annoying me yeah Um. so yeah the less said about that the better although a, a draw given the nick of the league table was probably the best result for us it was very beneficial for us yeah definitely yeah. Um, however St Mirren going up to Dundee and getting scalped 4-0 at Dens wow I mean that no Mark O'Hara for St Mirren obviously the club captain yeah. I think that's uh that just goes to show you how, how big a player he is for them there, in midfield. I think Stephen Robinson said as well there was like a sickness bug or something yeah, going through the squad. But then I look at the team that started and most of it tends to be their 
regular starters. Yeah, it looks pretty so... first choice. Yeah, Maybe it's one it's... of those where there's a sickness bug yeah, going through the team. I think our man Robo's, uh, Robo's at it. Uh, expected yeah. Hibs to bounce back from that disappointing yeah. draw, as you say, because Kilmarnock's away record is just absolutely woeful. Couldn't tell you the yeah. last time they won a game away from home in the league. Yeah. Um, obviously, they knocked us out of the League Cup at Tynecastle last season, so that's yeah. really annoying because they just can't play away from home. Um, St Johnston. Wow. <laughs> Come fans, on, Craig! I, I actually did fancy them to beat Ross County, but I thought that it would be a much more entertaining game. That's just two absolutely yeah. jobby teams. Um, fighting it out at the bottom as you could say about a lot of this league um, as we'll probably come on to actually um, and in terms of the old firm games uh, Livingston Rangers oh, my goodness I mean where do, like how many penalties do Rangers actually want to get <laughs> like it actually is a joke when you think about it I, I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be that conspiracy theorist but what's that six in about as many days like yeah how many do you want? Yeah. And the, the one that they... Like, the first one is never in a million years. Never in a million years a penalty kick. Yeah. Um, Believe me, I think penalty decisions will be a through line oh my in this episode. Goodness gracious but, yeah. me. But, oh, wild. Um, I don't want to say too much about Aberdeen getting hit for six at Parkhead because... I'm conscious of the fact that we head there, what is it, next month? Um, yeah. But it, it, <laughs> Still it funny. is it's objectively quite funny. I just don't understand how Aberdeen can do so well on the continent, and yet when it comes to playing domestic games, they genuinely look like 11 strangers. It's actually yeah. unbelievable. Um, but it just goes to show you exactly where Scottish football's at, that Celtic can get over a 6-0 pumping in Europe in the midweek. And come the weekend, they dispatch the side that finished third in last season's Scottish Premiership table by the exact same scoreline. So, yeah, I think for me, the, the surprises were probably Dundee, yeah, us, um, <laughs> and Aberdeen's late collapse, um, all of which really entertained me. So, yeah, decent weekend on the whole. What were, what were your thoughts? Pretty much agreed across the board, really. I think it was a weekend, probably apart from Hibs, Getting a win at Kilmarnock, it was actually quite a good weekend for us as well, in terms of results yeah. going our way. Very um, so. I know that currently we're tied points with Dundee, but St Mirren getting beat so heavily very much benefited us because, listen, Dundee are on a very good run so far, but I don't see them maintaining that for the whole season. They won't care as, yeah, soon as, totally. as soon as they survive. I'm just looking at it, McIver. Obviously, nine points between third and twelfth. There are three teams on a goal difference of exactly zero, and that's us, St Mirren, and Kilmarnock. The old yeah. firm are the only two that have a positive one. Before, and the, before the Celtic game, Aberdeen were as well. I think, I think Aberdeen have a minus six goal difference now. Yeah. Yeah, they were also on zero. So a quarter of the league were on zero goal difference on Saturday night. Dundee minus one, Hibs minus two, Motherwell and Aberdeen both minus six, St Johnson and Ross County both minus ten, and Livingston minus twelve. What a wacky, crazy (laughs) mental division this really is. Yes, it absolutely is. And obviously, we are apparently in crisis points at all times. However, that crisis point team (laughs) travelled to Motherwell where... (laughs) 
Despite Motherwell's terrible form, no wins in their last nine before playing us, I think most Hearts fans were like, we know where that first win's coming from. And when the team came out, since they last beat interested... us at Tynecastle in the reverse yeah. fixture as well, I might add. So the fact, exactly. that, the fact that we could have simultaneously started and ended said horrific run, it just seemed an absolute nap that that would be yeah. the case. It would be very hard to Midlothian. But uh, I'd be interested to know if you thought that was going to be the case when the team came huh. out. Because nice. the team came out and there was, for me at least, one big talking point that I saw a lot of people speaking about. And it was more of an omission rather than someone yes. included Is in the squad. Is that a in the middle of the park, by any chance? It was indeed. Yes. So, Hearts lined up in a 3-5-2 formation with Xander Clark and goals, Kingsley, Kent and Rolls as a back three, Cochrane and Alan Forrest as two wing-backs, a midfield three of Neuenhoff, Benny Beningame and Alex Lowry, with Lawrence Shankland and Liam Boyce up top. Now, obviously Alex Lowry has been both unable to play in two of the last three games because we've been playing against Rangers but then in the one in the middle got a head knock and was going through concussion protocols mm. so therefore he wouldn't have been able to play in the semi-final anyway this was his return game back however the main person that was being spoken about was Mr. Cami Devlin who I mean I don't want to just objectively say has had a falling out with Stephen Naismith but as a completely outside onlooker it very much looks that way because why is Devlin not starting games when, especially when he, prior to the weekend obviously, has been pretty much one of the few objective positives of the season so far? I mean, my man didn't even come off the bench. So, yeah. You, you know that way where like, I feel like, and I'd love to know the stats on this, if Cammy Devlin is not in the starting eleven. I think he's pretty much a cert to come on, particularly if we're trying to yeah. close out the game, just because of that relentless pressing that he'll give you. It's as though he'd kind of come on and make for make do for everybody, sort of gradually deteriorating in fitness toward the end of a game. Um, look, I I don't know anything. I, I I don't. I'm not aware of any falling out behind the scenes. Um, but what I would say is. As much as I feel like we do need some creativity in midfield, I think the two that would sit in front of a back four or three, I think Benny and Newenhoff are pretty much cementing themselves as that kind of first choice two at the minute. I think that's very fair. To However, expense, I also think obviously. I also think the semi-final proved that it doesn't work a lot of the time, though, where we miss that energy know. in the middle. I, I feel like it's probably just more exposed on that big pitch, no? That's fair, but I also felt that whilst it worked at Ibrox, I did think in the second half we missed a form of energy, and then when Cammy Devlin comes on, he gets chucked out at right wing back. Don't, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I do find it yeah. weird that he, he doesn't feature at some stage. Um, I think especially that he pushed this forward isn't just the fact that he's not been playing, because that can happen, that yeah. like... Players can cycle through. It's the talking in the media from Devlin publicly saying that he couldn't believe he wasn't selected and then in his press conference, Stephen Naismith making a little dig being like, well, the team I've picked worked pretty well against Rangers at Ibrox. What What did he actually say? Did he say that he couldn't believe that he wasn't selected? I will get that's, the exact that's not quote. a great quote to run with. 
I will get the exact quote for you. That's in not. A second. That's not all the best media training either. You could uh, say. Cammy Devlin admits oh, that his ha- recent Hawks exclusion is frustrating during what he reckons has been his most consistent oh, season God. in Maroon. Um, I feel like you could quote, just insert name here over like the last like how many times have we seen this over the past couple of seasons? If it wasn't Cammy Devlin, it was George Grant. If it wasn't George Grant, it was Aaron McInef. If it wasn't Aaron McInef, it was somebody else. This seems say to a be better a, example, a recurring though. theme. I would say a better example is Alex Cochran last season under... Good shout. Nielsen. That's so the exact shout. quote... Andy the Halliday quote will from, probably be next on Clyde yeah, One or true. Open Goal. Probably. The exact quote uh, is from the Evening News and clearly Cammy was asked about his thoughts about missing out in the semi-final and he went it's probably a question for the coaches rather than me it's frustrating because I feel like I've been playing some really good stuff this season on a more consistent basis than previous years I've been confident going into games everyone knows my strengths in terms of winning the ball but I also feel like I'm doing more for the team on the ball as well any player wants to play every single game and I'm no different I'll keep working hard in every session to be playing in every single game it's only to it's only the two Rangers games I haven't started, so I can't really be stressed too much. But being the person I am, that's something I do naturally. Anyway, if you feel sorry for yourself and get down in the dumps, the only person you will harm is yourself. Nazy, Frankie and Gordy make decisions based on what they think at the time, and as a player, you just have to accept them. I'm not the sort of guy to be moaning and complaining. I just try and get on with it. I'm fully confident in myself. I think that's a pretty fair assessment of what's gone on this season. I think that is a, a great example as to why you click on the piece and don't just get roped in by the headline. Yeah, exactly. Because that was the thing. Everybody said, oh, Devlin's kicked off. And I read it at the time and went, I don't, I don't... think he's kicked off because he was mm. asked a question about his thoughts and why he's not started the semi-final. I also don't think he said anything too outlandish there. No, like, I think I think they are pretty... Not mundane answers, but sort of run-of-the-mill answers. Like, what do you want him to say? Yeah, totally. And then I actually also have... Uh, the headline is, What Stephen Naismith has said on Cammy Devlin's heart's frustration. Um, and then the byline is, The heart's boss appears unfazed by criticism surrounding Cammy Devlin. <laughs> uh, the exact uh, quote... As if from... he's going to cave in and go, Shit, do you know what? You lot are right. I'll start him on Saturday and if he performs then you could take the credit and if he doesn't then we'll all just blame on me. Uh, so when asked whether he understood Devlin's frustrations, the Jambos boss said... At Ibrox, I don't know if he can complain about the players who were playing in that match. I think the team we picked was very good, and it showed in the performance and showed that for 90 minutes we were winning the game. And then, I love the edit here, Hearts did, however, go on to lose that particular game (laughs) 2-1. I just love the way the edit's been done Who'd be a manager, honestly? The editorial. I think, I don't want, and I was saying this on Twitter, I don't want player power to get into a massive thing where it's like, yeah, listen, the manager picks the team and that's what it should be the problem is is if it continues like this and we don't the best thing that happened for Naismith was that we had a very confident clear dominant win at the weekend afterwards the problem is is because we know what football fans and particularly Hearts fans are like if for the St Johnston game the same thing happens and we don't get the three points. People Why did Devlin like, come back in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do think it's though important that I'd, I'm worried this turns into a Cochrane 
Nielsen thing where it was like, I don't care about your personal issues with each other. Nielsen hindered the team by not playing one of our best players. Does that then... I need to choose my words carefully. Does that then... Are we learning about the squad with kind of their characteristics and their makeup when they come out and have feuds I don't with think gaffers? so. I don't think so because I think it would say that if it was players who were very inconsistent, barely in the team, and then yeah, these, are kicked up a massive first choice is a good few years ago. Yeah, like yeah. especially and the Cochrane one. The fans' favourites. Yeah, the Cochrane one especially last season infuriated me not just because I love Alex Cochrane but because it was like. There's arguments to be made he's player of the year behind Shankland here and you're just not playing him and it's at a detriment to results as well. Which is so ultimately I think a detriment to your job. Yeah, exactly. I think it's yeah. very fair for football players who are in good form, playing well, and then suddenly potentially due to personal issues or just tactical issues go, why am I not playing? Again, it's different. Devon didn't just go, walk into a press conference and go, before anybody says anything, by the way, I'm fucking livid. He was asked a question about his, if he was frustrated, and as you said, he gave a very media-trained answer where he's like, yes, I'm frustrated personally, but I'm going to use it to kick on and I understand the manager's decision. It's, uh... Do you know what is, like... I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know where I want to go with this, because, like... I think there's not you can't settle on anything yet because we're in the very early stages of this even potentially being a thing and then he might start against St Johnston and everybody will be like oh so there was nothing in it at all I mean God forbid that we have players that perform in positions at somebody else's detriment I mean previously we wouldn't have had these problems if we were shit let's just go back to that <laughs> like do you, know, do you know what I mean like this is a non-starter if somebody comes in and is performing that's that's the way it is. If, if you're upset at somebody coming in and performing and that's ultimately taking your jersey, then the level you're playing football at is perhaps too great for you. In fairness, if that person coming in is George Grant who then does nothing in a semi-final, I'd probably be pretty pissed off as well. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> That's what I mean. It depends I, I, if I like, thought the other Benny... two. I thought the other two were all right, though. If Benny and Neuenhoff, like they did... uh, I don't think Benny was great in the semi-final. I think Benny was fine in the semi-final. I don't think Devlin would have been any better. Benny was excellent the weekend, though. Benny Benny and Neuenhoff, I thought, were pretty excellent the weekend. There's only so many players that you can keep happy, McGregor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How how many players does a manager keep happy on a Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. 11 and maybe 14 at a max if somebody's come on. Yeah. And it's been given like the assurance that they'll play next week because they've just come on and changed the game or, I don't know, played their part and ultimately yielding the result. But other than that, it's a, it's a pretty tough task. Yeah, it very much is. However, what wasn't a tough task, actually, surprisingly... You're welcome for the seamless segue. <laughs> it's all right. Was Hart's performance at Fur Park because almost immediately... We were straight in. Two minutes in, Alex Lowry goes for goal from a shot from the edge of the box. That initially, I was like, effort. "I was like, that's well wide." And then you see that replay behind the goal, and you're no, like, it "Oh, not, it's coming in! It it's coming!" If he just hit a wee bit of effort, yeah, totally. Um, 
I'm going to say it now because apart from the goal, this is the only positive thing I will say about Motherwell, and it's not even really that positive. Four minutes in, Motherwell swinging a corner that is met by an unmarked Theo Bear that almost hits the other corner that's, flag. That's it's not so a well positive. That, that is a no. sitter. That is a free yeah. header. It, I would go as far as to say if that's any other Scottish Premiership team's main marksman, that's probably a goal. Or at least is on target and at least, needs to be at least well works saved. the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, that is a shocking effort. Like he is yeah. awful. Yeah, really, so, really so bad. bad. I don't know what they saw. Like who thought that a guy that scored one goal last season for St Johnston should come in and replace Kevin Van Veen, one of Motherwell's most <laughs> prolific strikers in recent years, and has then earned a move back to his native Netherlands for a commanding fee, despite his age. It, honestly, it, it it baffles me. Yeah, he's rotten. Uh, however, going from one really bad miss to a kind of bad miss, uh, we have really good pressing actually. Shanklin, Lowry, and Boyce move as a three oh constantly god. from side to side. Oh my god, I could not believe Shanklin. Shanklin does very well as he blocks a clearance that, handily and luckily for us, falls directly into the path of Alex Lowry. Big fan who, of the press. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the fact that the press is as a unit and not oh, just individual players how pushing. How annoying is that? And we, just, we spoke about Cammy Devlin previously. It's often just him. Yeah, <laughs> he just exactly. runs. He's like a little toddler. He just runs off on his own. Yeah. and the parents go, "Oh shit, we actually need to watch our boy." <laughs> exactly. But Alex Lowry does very well. Then squares it to Liam Boyce. I will. I'm doing all the favours in the world to the guy here. The ball is slightly behind him, so has to stop instead of running onto it. And then Boyce does that thing that that he does. I think... No, I was going to say, I do think that is the case. I think the pass is fine. I don't think it's this perfect on a platter No, it's not, but he... he, I think it's all right. We love him, Boyce, but he's got to do better. I'm sorry. But then he does that thing that he does where he drags his foot over the top of the ball and he tries to... I think what he does with that is... He wants to make the keeper think he's going across the keeper and then just fire it near post. Yeah. Yeah. However, it goes just past the post wide. And you can see by Boyce's immediate reaction, he he's like, yeah, he he's knows. like, oh shit. Um, that, however, that, that's the sign of a top player as well, McIver. Sorry. Yeah, like, totally. When it is such a guilt edged chance, it's not like it's a one on one, but yeah. it's a situation that he feels that he should score and he yeah. knows that we're disappointed he didn't score. And he knows in himself. I mean, Liam Boyce is a, a top, top player. Yeah. This is a guy that scored, what, 25, 30 goals in a Dross, Ross County team? Yeah. So he, he clearly does have that in his locker. But it's that... This is where like he frustrates some Hearts fans. And some Hearts fans go, well, he had that one season at Ross County. It was absolutely outrageous. I thought we were getting a 20-goal season striker. It's like, not really... Like no, we're getting the most intelligent player at the football yeah, club. Yeah, and a selfless striker as well, Liam Boyce. Yeah. I, I don't mind him taking the effort on because we barely ever see it. Usually you try and yeah. you know, square that or lay it on a plate for somebody else. It doesn't come off. <laughs> Granted, we go on and win the game, so it's no biggie. If we hadn't, we might be saying something else. But let's let's overlook that scenario. I'm done with all the negativity of recent weeks. So yeah. We're going to be as positive as we can. And I don't think there is a bigger positive than for the fact that Heart of Midlothian scored from a corner. It's, I'd never thought I'd see it ever happen again. Hallelujah. But 
Alex Lowry swings in the same ball he's swung in about a hundred times this season, aiming for Frankie no. Ken. No, 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 no. This is well, actually one of his better ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I should say the ball that he's always trying to swing in, but he's kind of it's fifty-fifty. Away from gone. home, they're far greater than the ones at Tyne yeah, Castle. These Tyne Castle deliveries have been honking, but that this is, is a beauty. True. Frankie Ken meets it at the back post as he always tries to do, and he's actually heading it towards goal. And then, just the most incredible of touches oh. from Lauren Shankland sends it past Liam Kelly. It's one 0 Shankland takes it to four goals in five games, nine goals up until that point, and it is an unbelievable finish from Shankland. I can't believe that more's not been made of the finish. Same. I, I really can't. It's outrageous. It very much reminded me of a goal Manchester United scored under Sir Alex Ferguson where Javier Hernandez, I think he's at Stoke, and he headers from a corner back the way. Oh my God, yeah. You, you I know, remember You that. know when a striker just tries to get something on it, but they know yeah. exactly what they're doing. Hernandez knows exactly where to place that header, and it's past yeah. the Stoke keeper in a flash. That is absolutely top from Lauren Shankland. If that was in a top five major league, yeah. that would be re- replayed over and over and over. It would be shared on every single football site that there is. It's a wonderful finish. And he, it's it's so good because he knows exactly where he's putting it as well. It, yeah. it gets enough where he wraps his foot around it. I don't even know how he does it. No, he, he, he wraps his foot around it to such a degree where he then flicks it back and it's right in the corner. Like, Liam Kelly has no chance. Neither does the numpty that's on the line try to defend it. Yeah. It's a wonderful, wonderful finish. And this is, you know, one of Scottish football's biggest penalty merchants. That's now, what, four in a row. Um, obviously, he scores a fifth later on. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sick of hearing that Lord Shankles is a penalty merchant. He's far much more than that. Um, if yeah. we accept any bids in January for him, I will cry. <laughs> we need to get him into a new deal. You need oh, to get him into a new deal ASAP I don't even Absolutely. I, I don't give a shit if you've got to give him assurances that he can go in the summer or yeah. what get that man tied down because he yeah. he's just he's wonderful isn't he it's so yeah. see see when you've got a centre forward that you know scores goals what a what a game changer I mean what a morale boost that is both to the team and like he's a captain he's ever he's, he's the complete forward if he had that yeah. little bit more pace yeah he wouldn't be at us. No. No. Yeah. And now he's back in the Scotland squad. Hope he can feature against Georgia. I don't. I don't. I don't want him no, going. I do. I, do. No. I, hope, I hope he gets. I hope he either starts or gets off the bench. He'll probably be get off the bench. And if he can bag one, that's great. If he can do that without getting hurt, fine. But I'd rather he just gets wrapped in cotton wool and gets to just sit on the sidelines. Can I just say as well, isn't it nice that like Scotland don't enter these two games with any pressure. So he could, like Steve Clark, could well dish out a chance or two to a player like a Lauren Shankland. I hope he does, but I can't say I'm too confident that'll be the case, so let's move on. Well, from the sublime to the ridiculous, because the incident happens that has been talked uh... about from this game. I can't wait to talk about this. Hearts are pressing, and Mother will go to clear the ball, However, Neuenhoff heads the ball back towards the Motherwell box. It's taken down by Boyce, who is 
I don't know how else to put this simply, <laughs> studied in the chest by Dan Casey. In the immediate moment, the referee doesn't give anything, which is... Baffling. Baffling. VAR then does what it was paid for to do and goes, eh, no, go and look at this. This is mental. And then I think we get an all-time Scottish football first whereby the referee wanders over to the monitor and goes, ah, no, actually, I think I was right to not award the spot kick. How, how many times have you seen that? Can I just say, shock that we are pretty much the first one. I know, the first team. Where yeah. the referee goes over and thinks, ah, oh, I've made a rip-roaring see you next Tuesday of this. I better yeah. give the penalty. But he's that adamant that he got it right. Crazy. Crazy. Every everyone I've seen is like like as I say I've said in this podcast before, I've got one of my mates is a Hibs fan. He messaged me going, How have you not got that? Like no. that is a stone waller. And I don't get this argument where like Pat Nevin, Kenny McIntyre and all that were on the radio saying, Oh, Boyce has dived, he's gone down holding his face. That would work as an argument if VR didn't exist. So like, oh well, the referee saw it didn't hit him in the face, so he's just going to get up. But then VR goes, oh yeah, listen, he might be holding his face. He probably should just hold his chest where he gets hit. But that's irrespective. Because as you said, he goes over the screen and gets about 10 different angles of, oh yeah, by the way, he gets studied in the chest here. How many do you want? Did Pat Nevin or Kenny McIntyre call out Ross McCausland's dive at Ammonville at the weekend? Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very interesting that. Dare I say it, I wonder if... Had Shank, uh, sorry, had Liam Boyce had a green and white hoop top on or a top that's, you know, blue, white and red, it might well have been given, but I don't know. Funny that. Really funny. It's exactly what Naismith said after the semi-final. First thought for any oh. team outside the old firm is, oh, it's probably not He's played that. for both. Like, the, yeah. that's something that you want an example from. Can I just say... I know that we're backtracking here a wee bit, but talking about uh, what ex-Rangers strikers have come out and said, please tell me you saw Chris Boyd lose his melon on Sky. Just having an absolute meltdown. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I don't, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just, it's, it's a it, good laugh. It, I should have mentioned it because it was very funny. <laughs> um, just a crazy decision. And I disagree Man, with the people me. who, as a result, were like, Oh, this is VR's failed here. I'm like, VR didn't fail. VR no. did everything right. No, again, this I, I can't reiterate this enough. I'm not an advocate of VAR, but the technology works. Yeah, it, it's the numpties that are operating said technology. MacIver, I wouldn't let a monkey get behind the wheel of my car. Like, what are we doing here? And I, I, I heard somebody today. I think I was listening to the the go. Uh, it was the Go Radio Football Show, and Mark Weedy was on there, and he was talking about he'd heard that the SFA were adamant that it'll take like towards time towards the end of the decade for them to get VAR right. Hold on a second, we're in twenty twenty three. You're not telling me it, t- it was going to take seven years for us to get up to speed. I mean, what are they down the road? Three years. And granted, they've still not got it right, but seven years—that's how long we're going to have to wait. Absolute nonsense. Miles off it, man. 
to go back to the positives, uh, because basically we use to do these notes Hearts TV, and Hearts TV then doesn't show a highlight from this in the 30th minute to the 70th minute. Um, so I do have a couple of things I want to speak about in there. I just want to mention them again, because I thought, apart from, obviously, Shanklin's man of the match in this game, obviously, but Goes I, in terms of overall performance, I thought Kai Rolls, again, was exceptional. He just had no problem at all and I know again it's like the Livingston game he didn't have much to deal with but I really appreciate I've started to notice how progressive Kai Rolls is with the ball the amount of times where the first ball that gets played into the final third is from Kai Rolls just taking it forward he's a better passer of the ball than when he first arrived I think yeah definitely definitely And, and again like that coming out from the back with the ball that's confidence. That that yeah. comes from confidence. If you're if you're in your shell, there's no way that you even think to do that because you just yeah. you're adamant that you're going to lose it or it, your pass will be slack. It'll be pounced upon. You know, it just I I feel as though I feel as though he's really growing this season. And yeah. it's again I said it when he signed that deal. Prior to that, he was superb. As soon as it, he came back from Qatar, we were thinking. Where the hell, like, did they leave the real Kyros in Qatar? Yeah. Now it appears as though he's getting back to his best, which which is yeah. great to see. I, I I think he's been one of kind of a run sung heroes this season totally. so far for totally. me. Totally, um, and I'm a big fan of his Movember Tash, so I hope he keeps it yes. as well. Absolutely, uh, and then Hearts TV didn't include this, but I remember it uh, in the second half, the around. 60th minute, Calum Slattery gets booked for a challenge and the ensuing free kick is swung into the box it's kind of headed out and then swung back in I don't know who it is but a Motherwell player jumps up in the air as Liam Boyce is standing still and falls over but the ball as a result lands at Lauren Shanklin's feet and Calum Slattery who's just been booked swipes his legs out from underneath them and takes him out and there's still no penalty because it's decided that Liam Boyce fouled the guy. Even though when you watch the highlights back, he's standing with his hands up going, I've not moved. I've literally not moved here. And Shankland is rightly fuming. So at this point, the question that the VAR monitor is even on. Like, was there a yeah. power cut in ML1? Because obviously, like even Stuart Kettlewell's scintillating form as Motherwell manager came to an abrupt end, the kettle had stopped boiling. Now I'm adamant that there's been a power cut at Fur Park and nothing works. Has the referee borrowed somebody's shades to go and have a look at the monitor with and he can't... Like, what is happening here? This is nonsense. It's it's alright us saying this now because we've won. Yeah, yeah. If we had thrown points away in this... And again, like... People's job, Stephen Naismith's job. Well, he, yeah, imagine he, Naismith. He needed this win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this could easily, very easily have gone against him. And that's... Totally. It's, like, it's not a, it's not his doing. And yeah, yeah, folk will argue that, okay, results hadn't been great up to that point. That is his doing, but... Yeah. Come on. But you need to look, but you need to look at the context of a game. And exactly. And that could have thrown it completely. It, it all adds up. These three points could prove pivotal. So that's why I'm just yeah. delighted to see us get them. Totally. And 
the way that we did that was a few minutes later Another we get our second segue. of the game here. Yeah, we're just, what, see what a win does <laughs> just everything gets better Benny Beningami in the middle plays a poor pass oh my god it, no, <laughs> no let's not sugarcoat that that is one of the worst passes I've ever seen that man play I don't but, know what he's going for what's he doing but I it don't makes know, some ends with it it doesn't matter because the ball comes back to thankfully him. gets a second bite of the cherry and this time he plays a lovely through ball Lawrence Shanklin clearly screams at Alex Lowry to leave it because Lowry does a great dummy and Shanklin is bearing down on goal. He goes past Liam Kelly and makes a very hard finish look very easy. Just run out of praise for that man. I I love him with all my being. What a wonderful footballer. Um, So deserved as well. I think now is probably a good time to speak about it. We, I thought we were really good. I think this is our best performance of this season. Yeah, I'd go I thought that. we were really good, and because like Livingston, we were very dominant. But a lot of that, I think, was down to how bad Livingston were. And in terms of like plucking one out from somewhere, I think it would have been very easy yeah. for us to go. Well, we've had back-to-back games against Rangers, albeit the Livingston games have been sandwiched in between. We've come away with nothing. It'd be easy for the players to kind of not not go into their shells, but certainly feel. Morale was down in the camp. Yeah, totally. I think that's a that's a huge three points for us. I really, really do. And I do think that part of that is because we just played really well. I think against most teams, we'd still if we played like that against most teams, I still think we would have won so comfortably. But it does have the adage of how atrocious Motherwell are. Terrible right now. Really I couldn't. Bad. It felt like a home game, which. I feel like at Fur Park we often struggle even when we win. Yeah. Mind that game where we won like 3 0 or something? Oh. A season or something? And it was like, this should have been a draw at least. And you'd think if we'd have won 2 1, we'd have snuck it. Like those results yeah. should probably be the other way around. Yeah, it's, totally. It's absolutely crazy. But it's a, it's a, it's a funny old game, McIver. But yes. yeah, it's. Uh, I, I do agree with that. It just... I, I don't know. They were really, really bad, Motherwell. Really, really bad. I don't know what they're doing either. Like, in the first half, they're playing Blair Spittle at left wing back. Like, I don't know what that is. They've got, I think, in the squad for the game, and who ended up appearing on the park, they played five strikers from either starting or coming on the bench, and they're ending it with Bevis Mugabe up front. He just try and get something. To get like, how are they in that like position? Ball. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Then you go through their centre forward options. The boy Beareth on loan from Arsenal, everybody was ranting and raving about. He seems the best out of a bad bunch. Well, that's what I was going to say. Then you've got Connor Wilkinson. Nah. Terrible. Awful. Um, I'd rather Connor Washington. You've then got yeah. Theo Bear, who, as Terrible. we've discussed, honking. Ollie Shaw is somehow there. My uh, the goodness. best young player in Europe a few years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you speaking about him in that derogatory Yeah, that's sense. why Leanne Dempster's not been back in the top flight. Um, <laughs> absolutely awful. A really, really poor catalogue. In fairness, they've, they've, they've also got a beaker. better than those five combined. Yeah, they've also got a beaker who just seems don't, to only score don't against us. Him. I, no, yeah. no we're, we're overlooking him. I as soon as he came on, him. I was like, oh, no. I know where this oh, is going. No. I know where it's going. But... Motherwell did get back into it in the 76th minute as Connor swung in and it is fired towards Alex Cochran who just has his hand up. I know I love that he tries to go 
I was putting my hand up to protect my face, though, ref. Even though your hand was up before the ball had even left the guy's foot. And hey, um, there's no issue with the monitor here, is there? No, exactly. Oh, no, it's like get up, yes. That's a penalty. Uh, Blair Spittle does step up and score. However, I'll be honest. I never once felt like we were going to concede again <laughs> because uh, they just looked terrible. Not not during the game, but certainly when the ball hit the net, I was thinking, "Oh shit, here we yeah, go." You, you naturally do that. Oh, and and given like the amount of individual errors that we've seen in recent weeks, I'm thinking, "Please, somebody don't do something stupid now." Yeah, like, totally. Don't totally. piss this away from such a commanded position. Because again, looking at events elsewhere, Dundee were cruising. The stars were pretty much aligning. If we could yeah. take advantage here, it'd be it'd be brilliant for us. But thankfully, and we managed to do exactly that. We managed to do exactly that in what is I'm calling the highlight of the season so far. This this is <laughs> delicious content. Listen, I think Toby Sibick generally did very well when he came on. I think Alan Force was getting in behind, like and then I think Sibick did well. He need, he needed a performance as well. Yeah. Uh, the, this is this is this is great. Like this is really really <laughs> it's, good. It's great. Stephen Naismith needed a result. Yep. Lauren Shanklin needed to prove that you know goals are just a week on a weekly basis. Yeah. Benny Beningame needed a big performance because of yep. Hamden. Toby Sibick needed a contribution because of individual errors from him in recent weeks. Um, trying to think what else. Kai Rolls just continued Kai Rolls to get confidence needed back. Needed to again reassure the fans that. Confidence is everything. No, no qualms about recent defeats. Uh, Liam Boyce needed a start. You could argue yeah. again to try yeah. and let him and Shanklin just go up front. Albeit Kingsley done with needed that goal, to continue we'll his steady improvement. Over Alex Lowry needed decent deliveries from corner. Frankie Kent yeah. needed decent deliveries from <laughs> yeah, corners. True. Plays a part in that goal. So yeah. everything, everything came together. It all went yeah. swimmingly, but and it all came together for this final six that, minutes. That is that is exactly <laughs> the type of content I want to see. As substitute Toby Sibick, Lauren Shankland, and making his fiftieth appearance for the club, George Grant. Probably this is probably his best thing he's ever done uh, for the club, without a doubt. That and the Vargas pass the other week. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he is right to be in ahead of Devlin. What are the three <laughs> weeks he's having, but. Warren Shankland, <laughs> yeah, Toby Civic and George Grant for four and a half minutes keep that ball in the corner flag <laughs> area with apparent ease. They were just taking the piss basically and it is the best th- for a team that has been often said this season that they're weak-minded when we concede, we tend to concede a couple that aren't confident in themselves. The confidence and mental strength to just be like, we can take this into the corner and we're going to keep it from you. It's the best thing in football ever. And I had, I can't remember a Hearts team that's done it that effectively in years. No, definitely not. I think when I was watching Celtic and Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, I thought to myself, Diego Simeone really is the master of the dark arts. Yeah. I yeah. love the dark arts, me. I know it's horrible. I know it's anti-football. I couldn't give a toss. That sort of stuff just... I love that sort of shithousery. Like, it, yeah. absolutely anything that you can get on your side to win and see out a massive three points. I, brilliant. Really, really pleased. I, again, like, you could just watch that on repeat. I think I did a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, Part same. Of stats just sped it up, and I was just yep. like, inject that content. 
just it, great stuff. When when you get somebody as riled up as Motherwell were, yeah, it just oh, I, it's so sweet. And game management, we've talked about like our concerns regarding yeah. game management recently. Nice to see that we know what we're doing. Um, yeah, uh, bring back horrible hearts. It's been it's been long enough. We've been too nice yeah. recently. We've we've exactly. sort of lured everybody in into thinking that we're good guys. No, get it up them. To hell with the rest of the world. Anything exactly. to win. So that meant that we go into the international break two points behind St Mirren in third. Obviously, uh, we won't be having an episode next week as it is the international break. And then we welcome the hearts duo of Craig oh. Levine and Ryan McGowan back to Tynecastle <laughs> as St Johnston, who oh. are on a three-game unbeaten run actually in better form than us technically seven points from nine yep how are you feeling about it does it scream (laughs) does it scream a 1-0 Craig Levine win with a Ryan McGowan goal no I think Ryan McGowan heads across goal for maybe Nicky Clark and like Sandy Ah, the demons of Sandy Clark oh no Nicky Clark's Nicky Clark's out for two months yeah oh sorry to hear that um Oh, not really. That's that's a blessing because he's the best player by a country mile. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, oh. No, we have to win. We have. To we do win. have to win because December is disgusting. A nightmare. Oh, yeah. it looks horrible. I, I genuinely yeah. think like that St. Mirren game on the twenty third. That could be our best next chance of three points because the rest of it, yep. you look at and think, Jesus. Um. But no, do you know what? Yes, St. Johnson are on a good run. Yes, they'll come and be probably up there with David Martindale's Livingston in terms of anti-football. But I do feel as though we have sufficient quality to break them down. Listen, we've got one of the best marksmen in Scotland. That always gives you a chance, MacIver. If we can keep it tight at the back, not give anything too silly away, then, then we're in with a chance. I just hope, like Livingston... We're patient. We don't try and force the issue. We yep. don't necessarily rush. And I know that the Tyne Castle crowd are going to get annoyed that I'm viewing it like that. But as long as we it's keep right. a cool heat and yeah. try and work and create decent opportunities, then I, I think we'll be fine. I really do. Can I get a score prediction from you? <sighs> Two, one. I was also going to say 2 1 us. I'll go 2-0 then. We'll differ. Okay, cool. And right. a clean sheet. Well, That's good. I, I hope you're right. Nice. Yeah, I hope you're right. But we will see. However, as ever, we end on the quiz. So. A bit nervous for this because you're happy with this quiz and that doesn't I'm usually bode quiz. well for me, so that's not good. I'm chuffed with this quiz. As ever, we have two normal questions. Uh, who am I at the end? Multiple choice and a true or false. We're starting with just one of the regular questions. Oh, okay. So, which team does Stephen Naismith have the best aggregate score against as Hearts manager? Ooh. So I've taken three teams that are, three of the teams that Stephen Naismith has never lost to as Hearts manager Oof. thus far. Right. St. Johnston, Kilmarnock, or Livingston? Who does he have the best aggregate score against? Oh. I know it's kind of like a multiple choice question, but I feel like he's only played Livingston once as Hearts manager. Is that right? Okay, I'm not telling you. You need to 
try and work that out. Ouch. Kelly... He's been charged for 26 games, I believe. In all comps. Oh, no. Did we... Oh, did we drop... No. No, under Robbie, we lost 1-0. We drew one each. And drew nil-nil? I think that was before Naismith came in. I was tempted to say Livingston, you know. Right. I'm just going to go with that and just eliminate all other working because it, it, it came to me. I'm going to go with it. So, the correct answer is St. Johnston. Wow, is it really? Because he's actually only played all of them... Well, Kilmarnock he's played twice in all competitions. Levy once, St. Johnston once. Yeah, and... Oh, St. The, Johnston started the season 2-0. Yeah, yep, so he's two, oh, he's two goals annoying. up. Oh, that's so it's a goal Killy, that stunned me. Oh. Killy and Livingston are ah. one goal ahead. Oh, man. Okay, I just find I just saw it as a stat that um, it was like every team he's played in the aggregate score. The old firm does not make for good. Oh, I bet it doesn't. <laughs> at all. Ross County makes for class reading, considering mm. we beat them 6 oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. in the last season. That was great. Uh, so, move on to the true or false. Okay. So, true or false, combined, the rest of the Hart squad this season has less goals than Lawrence Shankland this season. <laughs> I feel like this is true, but I swear to God if it's false and they're tied, I will kill you. I'm going to go true. The correct answer is false. Is false. Oh, get out of here. The collect... Shankland has scored 10 in all competitions. I know we double figures that. The rest of the squad has 12... Wow, really? Didn't think it was as and many that, as that. And then also, there is two own goals that are separate. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> we can't count. But the, I genuinely so, thought it would be like 10-9. I didn't think it would no, be as high as that. The split is Shankland with 10. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the squad reads as Oda, 2. Devlin, 2. Four. Forest, 2. Six. Ofire, 1. Seven. Tagawa, 1. Eight. Boyce, 1. Nine. Grant, 1. 10. Lowry, 1. 11. Vargas, 1. 12. Fair. Okay. It very much leads bare that. Sh- yeah, I'm chuffed with that one. That's but it very much leads bare that Lawrence Shankland is the only one oh. scoring goals in this team. The undisputed goat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you've got a multiple choice now here to help you try and get some points on the oh, board. Jesus, because that'll board so well for me. So, I'm having Blair a nuke Spittle, here. I need something. Yeah. Blair Spittle scored against us at the weekend. However, who was the last Motherwell player to score against Hearts at Fur Park before that goal? Is it A, Blair Spittle again, B, Callum Slattery, C, Jonathan Obika, or D, Kevin Van Veen? Kevin Van Veen never scored against us. Right. I think it was John Obika because he got the second in that 2-1 win toward the end. Was it Kettlewell's second game? I can tell you the last time a Motherwell player scored against Hearts at Fur Park was in a 2-0 win. 2-0. Last Sorry. season. Yes. Yeah. Obika, I think, got the second in that game so I'm going to go with John Obika. 
The correct answer is that John O'Beaker got the first. Oh, you bastard. And Blair Spittle oh, got the God. second. So the answer is A, Blair Spittle. I hate you so much. <laughs> I was like, if I put Obika in, he'll remember that Obika scored and we'll goal. go with that. I, it was I will also end. tell you, to potentially make you even more annoyed, there was four minutes between each goal. You asshole. <laughs> now, I will say, they were separated this, by a half time. This is a donut here. This is a big, fat, <laughs> raging donut. Right, your last chance to get a point before the Huama. Come on, Kennedy. Focus here, man. <laughs> At this point last season, a.k.a. AKA 12 league games, did Hearts have more or less points in the league? Then what are we on? 17? We are currently on 17 points. So at this point, 12 games in last season, did we have more or less than 17? Or equal. I'll add that in. More, equal, don't or less. Don't I mean, who adds that in? I'll tell you, it's not the same. We don't have the same. We either have more or we have less. So this season, played 12 and have taken 17 points. Whereas last season, we played 12 and... Did we take more I than 17? we had a better start last less? season, no? I don't, well, I was about to say oh, I don't know. God. I do know. I've got it right in front of me. Oh, God. I will also actually. Yeah, I'm going to say less. Even, I'm going to give less. you. Are you going to go with that? I was yeah. about to give you a further clue that game week twelve last year was the four three Celtic game, which Hanklin scored his hat trick. But you've went with less, mm-hmm. and the correct answer is less. Thank He's got Lord. a point. Jesus He's Christ. got a point. I just so this season, zero. thank God for that. Yeah, this season we have seventeen. Ooh. Last season, don't give a shit if I had who am I right or not. <laughs> we had la- uh, we had fourteen. Fourteen, wow! From twelve now, games, there is the adage that we were playing in Group C's European football and had a arguably harder start because we had a lot more away games than home games at the start. But yes, as of right now, we are three points better off than we were last time. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you've done well. You got a point. We didn't get another zero. So, Jesus. I have no idea if you're going to get this, who am I? Probably Are you not. ready? Let's go for it. Throughout my career, I have won 13 trophies. I was only at Hearts for three months, but I did manage to get a goal contribution in that time. <laughs> one only single lost... goal contribution? <laughs> yep. Right. I only lost one game whilst playing for Hearts. And played in a game involving a big moment that involved a former guest of this podcast. Right. I have only ever played in Scotland and Lithuania. And a year before joining Hearts, I had a trial with the club alongside two of my fellow countrymen who ended up being signed instead of me. Who am I? What? I had a trial alongside my countrymen? Who signed instead of me, even though they signed for Hearts? A year later. Oh, for the love of Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you even begin with that crap? Right, would you like the the clues again? No, with the 
Well, the guest, it's got to be Andy Driver. Okay. Is that one of your questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm thinking out loud here. The guest has got to be Andy Driver. I feel like... Oh, God. I feel like he has been set up for, like, a derby goal or... Go against Celtic, maybe? I'm trying to think who Andy Driver scored against. Maybe doing him a disservice here. It might not even be Andy Driver, that's the beauty of this question. Um <laughs> Listen, Richard Cobb's got a lot of connections. Right? <laughs> Was it when Richard Cobb played against Gary O'Connor at five? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Then Maybe this man was Boise's playing. Boise's also with him. in the mix. It's not gonna be Boise though, it's too recent and we've moved past all these Lithuanian jobbers. I'm assuming it is some Lithuanian jobber. Is that a question? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ironically I've got the UK Bankcast off on exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, can he be Miko because he's ended up playing in Belarus and was it Ukraine I saw maybe I can't mind his retire- don't give us this MacIver it's not solid Mikulinus you wouldn't do this Miko played for more than three months yeah, yeah. well exactly so <laughs> Uh, oh god uh, the, uh, the clues have already gone out of my skull I'll be honest right hold on right I'll read the clues again right thank you so in my career I have won 13 trophies that's a lot I was only at Hearts for 3 months but I did manage to get a single goal contribution in that time see one single goal contribution in 3 months how the hell am I meant to remember that I only lost one game for Hearts and played in a game involving a big moment concerning a former guest of this podcast I have only ever played in Scotland and Lithuania a year before joining Hearts I had a trial with the club alongside two of my fellow countrymen and they both ended up being signed right so it's got to be a a Lithuanian at Hearts that narrows it down Um. (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Jankowskis no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just run no. through every Lithuanian Chesnowskis for it. no I mean, I'm thinking of somebody like an Ivas Kevichus or have we had Ivas Kevichus on here um, I don't even think so. I don't think we have I don't think we have oh god right so oh. This is oh, this is annoying because I won't ask questions. But if they've only played in Scotland and Lithuania, <laughs> then they have they have to be Lithuanian, surely. For the love of God, <laughs> the two of my countrymen going on trial thing as well. It makes sense. <laughs> All the stars are aligning for Lithuanian here. But what if he's not? But what if he's not? <laughs> I want to ask about the goal contribution because it's really throwing me off. Is that your question? Can I ask, like, in which game did that come? Or, like, against who did that come? Yeah. Can Is I that ask, your question? Can I ask in which game that came, McIver, please? His only goal contribution came as an assist against Falkirk. Against Falkirk? Jesus! I'm a Falkirk last in the SPL. <laughs> I was a nipper. <laughs> I, oh, God. 
an assist against Falkirk. So it is Andy Driver territory. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is honking, man. It's a bad one, like. I kind of thought you'd do really well in the early questions, so I'd give you a hard one. And as you kept getting stuff wrong in my head, I was like, like oh my god, and he's got this, he's got this horrible who am I. I mean, I will say. You get a correct goal scorer just in the wrong order. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just sums up my luck when it comes to this quiz. Um, I will play, I will say, he's 10 years more recently than that fucking mental guy you gave me a few weeks ago. Who was that? That Kizzis or whatever? What was he? No, no. The was he Jamaican? Who was the Jamaican? Oh, the Fitz like Roy Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, that was point when I was to two. Fair, that was you. That, still chose it. No, that, that was John. That was John. Oh my god! You've still got another question. Twenty ten. Yeah, I know, but like, what do you ask? Like, it's a Lithuanian that plays for hearts. <laughs> What's well, like saying, you know, it was a quiz that Adam fucked up in. I think there is a clue that you, if you knew another thing, it could help you a lot if you asked a certain question pertaining to it. What position did they play, McIver? They played. Centre half. Centre half? Oh, actually, Wikipedia has centre half and occasionally right back. I can tell you, actually, I'll even give you this for free. He got his assist whilst playing right back. But the remaining six games. (laughs) The remaining six games he played at centre half. The look on your face is incredible. This is why you need to be listen, listening to this on YouTube, guys, because his face right now is amazing. Who remembers a Lithuanian right back? Assuming this guy is Lithuanian, we still don't know. <laughs> You're really but, uh, depending I'm, on the fact that he's Lithuanian. He's Lithuanian. Now I've got no idea. Absolutely no idea. I can't even remember them all. This is the problem. There is a lot to choose from. I need to go back and do some serious digging around this time. I need to like contact the club historian and they can educate yep. me on all this. Excuse me. Oh, for the love of all that's holy. I don't know. <laughs> a right back stroke centre half. Lithuanian. A fairly, final clue I will give you. Fairly successful. Go on. Is that I'd never heard of this match. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, so then I've definitely never heard of him. Hey, however, though, you can just pull. I had never heard of Anthony Basso, and you fucking pulled that out. I couldn't remember Steve Simmons, and you pulled that out of nowhere. You can pull stuff out of nowhere. I know, but it's like. Oh. <laughs> See when they've got, like, memorable names? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like this list, list Lithuanian brother, I'm gonna have absolutely no idea who he is. Yeah, I'm just gonna guess Ivaskevichus because I said it. I know it's not right, but we'll go for Ivaskevichus because I have no idea who the hell it is. I'm fairly certain he was a winger. I'm not even sure that that's 100 percent legit. So Ivaskevichus is no idea. The correct answer is Tomas Kanselskis. Kanselskis, the famous. 
Tomaszewski. Remember his career like nothing yep. else. To give you was it Kanchelskis or Kanselskis? K A N C E L Skis. I thought that's Kanchelskis. Kanchelskis. It probably is Kanchelskis. Yeah, but so the first clue in my career I've won 13 trophies he is an absolute legend over 200 appearances Zalgiris for... Vilnius guess the other team it would be FBK Kaunas correct <laughs> he's got it over 200 games what a surprise yeah in which he won 9 league titles 3 cups and a super cup all in Lithuania uh, I was only at Hearts well for three Tam. months. Yep, yeah, well in. Uh, he was on loan at us. <laughs> uh, and he got an assist against Falkirk. Uh, he only ever lost one game. We got beat off Aberdeen 1-0. Uh, and he played in that. Presumably but at Pataudry, because game... we never went up there. It was at Pataudry. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> yep. He did get a point for that. <laughs> and the game he played in was the title party spoilers when we beat Celtic 3-1 at Parkhead and Driver scored that free kick, he played in that game. Bloody hell. And then, I've only ever played in Scotland with the winner. And then, the question that potentially people might get it, if they have that weird knowledge, is that he played in the friendly against Osasuna, where we signed Zal and Velichka at the end of it. Ah. A year, but I was, in, I was at that game, I know. I think I was as well. He was one of five Lithuanians who were on trial <laughs> at, in the game, and Zal and Volichka were the two that got signed. Yeah, class. And then a year later, he joins us on loan anyway from Kaunas. Don't remember him, mate, I'll be honest. Nah, I'm, you do, I'm ah. really toiling. I, like I say, I, I remember the surname, either, I'm certain it was Arkanchelskis, but it probably we, is Arkanchelskis. We, we never got that. Yeah, it was a very hard. I saw his name and was like, "Who is he?" And then I saw yeah, he was in that game against us, and I was like, "Oh bloody hell!" So I saw him play. Like I know for a fact, I saw him play. I think I probably did as well. I mean, the fact that Falkirk were in the SPL at that time as well yeah. just speaks absolute volumes. Holy smokes! Yeah. Crazy. But let us know if you got Tomas Kanchelskis slash Kanselkis. <laughs> it would be very impressive if you did. That is definitely one of our hard ones. But we hope you enjoyed trying to guess it and we hope you have enjoyed the entire episode generally. If you did, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps us out. If you've been watching Adam Toil on YouTube, try to remember this guy's name. Please leave a like, comment and subscribe. We are at Perta Paisley on all the forms of social media. Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can catch me watching the highlights of Tam's career and uh, watching FPK Kaunas, uh, a DVD decade of success. Um, <laughs> at Adam T. Kendall, what about yourself, mate? I am at DMacGyver22. No episode next week. We'll be back after this in Johnston game to discuss all the fallout of that. Maybe if Cameron Devlin and Stephen Naismith have fought each other and we might have a guest on to explain himself basically but we'll see don't get your hopes up yeah we'll see but until then we'll see you next time bye bye what else